1: My god it is Friday the 13th and things are getting freaky on Daily Pop Woo! Lizzo and Cardi B are heating up the summer with their sexy new video. Britney's dad just make a shocking move. I'm here with Morgan Stewart McGraw, Tanya yes. Red, and the bitch is back. Woo! Justin Sylvester is sitting in this seat. Thank God, yes,
2: baby. Thank God.
1: I might lose my voice halfway through the nope, show. No, you honey. better
2: keep it. I don't have a voice left.
1: Cause there is a lot to talk about. Let me get my cough drop ready, okay? Oh,
2: you got a Ricola? That's what really I got a cheap.
1: Ricola. Keeping
2: it Swiss. I like uh-huh.
1: it. Send me that money, Ricola. Lizzo just dropped her new music video for Rumors, and it is fire. Check out Cardi B, who didn't let her pregnancy turn down the heat. Morgan, would you be doing this in your second trimester? No.
2: <laughs> but I am also not Cardi B. I don't look like Cardi B. I wouldn't get it together like Cardi B. But no, second trimester, I'm out of commission.
1: Right? Not happening for me. I'm so happy you're here. Why? Because like, why?
3: So- I'm like, thank you, but I feel like there's like a catch.
1: No, no, I'm sorry if you're here because you're big in the music world. Yeah. Like, that's your background, that's what you do every day. So people are up in arms because Lizzo thinks her song is a new hit she told zane Lowe on apple music's new music daily she's super confident in her music saying it's just effing good she said there's no shade to artists that are like this but i'm not the person who just waits for songs to show up in an email hoping i get a good one oh i'm in there really in the trenches being like let me make sure this shit is good i have more control over it what is your first thoughts
3: so let me tell you something as for women in the music industry, having a follow-up... I mean, this is her first follow-up single after the big success of her 2019 album, Because I Love You. It was up for eight Grammys. Mm-hmm. Huge success, right? There's so much pressure on women in the music industry yeah. for following up of that, right? I love... I was waiting for this. I was nervous for Lizzo because there is a lot of pressure that comes it's with it. It's hard to follow up an album It is that And Go a ahead. lot of women... It's, it's particularly for women in the industry. And she delivered. This song is so... Freaking good. Do you guys hear a little bit of Ghostbusters in it? A oh, little, no, no. but the uh, video's that, kind that, of a little that, remember that. the time ish, don't you feel? It, there's a
2: lot. No, there's this lot is her new on. era,
3: and she is here. I think it's an amazing first single. I think it's going to be a huge moment for Lizzo That's up. I'm sure it's
2: such a sigh of relief for Lizzo also because to, to follow up with your point, it's like how do you come up with such a good first album? There's so many songs that are amazing. That's not easy. Most people don't have that
3: many good songs on an album, right?
1: Yeah. No, the, and then to
3: follow up with this, that's great.
1: The sophomore album is like the second hardest thing to do yeah. in music.
3: And this isn't technically her sophomore album. She had a couple before her big 2019 one, but it was like her biggest, that was like her breakout. big breakout We didn't commercial. really know about her
2: Correct. prior to Correct.
1: that. Right. You remember back in the day when T-Pain was was on every song. Like, he would take that mic and he would be on every single single. He was in, like, five of the top ten songs at one point. Do you think Cardi B is doing too much?
3: No. And let me tell you why. Because I think Mm -hmm. right now, especially, she's teaming up with with, like, really badass women in the music industry. So she is just making their song stronger. I know there's a lot of controversy with the Normani song because they were like, you know, you didn't need to have a feature, but I think that it's like, who doesn't want to see women team up with Cardi B? I
1: I do love the women teaming up with women. However, (laughs) when Nicki drops a verse... Or Nikki drops the song, He's and a you Nicki haven't stan. heard. No, oh. I just love that. I am too. I love that Nikki is a wordsmith and she doesn't put herself out on every You don't think she's.
2: Nikki doesn't oversaturate herself. It's quality over quantity. Yes. And I think that Cardi is at the limit now, to your point. Yes. I think there's no other feature now. No, we, no way. No, not for a minute, for a minute. It was Normani, it's Lizzo, it was Meg The Stallion, and all of the songs were unbelievable. Like she's done a really good job, but I think if she pops up on another song in two weeks, Weeks, it's gonna be like, okay, yeah, you're but not gonna be the you your girl. cash
3: money coming in from all your songs no. in the top 10 on whatever. She's, She's
2: about got the a money. lot, but she can wait three months. She's still got enough cash to sustain that. Thank I just you. think also, or I'm ready for Cardi to come out with her own song. To pop uh, off yes. again. But I'm with you. I get it. I to
1: just don't. I, I also don't... hate going to a concert and waiting for my favorite song, but realizing that it was just a feature on another song. Uh... You know what I mean? When an artist has so many features yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can't even get the full experience. Yeah. But she,
2: Cardi is. Is she also, um, to play devil's advocate, she's
3: riding that wave, right? That doesn't yeah. come very often for v- very many people. So, I mean, I think and Cardi. And you know, artists can't do that anymore. Before, back in the day, artists, it's called like off cycle. You could go off cycle. You would have your album, your singles, your tour. You go off cycle. And then you, you take Take a break and you too. come back you can't do that anymore because people like to have familiar voices they like to hear familiar voices people are needy now
2: i feel like the content is constant <laughs> you literally don't get that's why we do this show 365 yeah because we don't get a hiatus because people are gonna forget let's well, no, not talk about
1: that we're we'll gonna save that for your therapist
2: it's a good day for
1: britney spears her dad jamie just said he is willing to step down as conservator of her estate In court documents, Jamie's legal team says there are no actual grounds for suspending, or removing him, but he's willing to step aside in the future to avoid a battle with Britney. But even if he resigns, the war isn't over because Britney's lawyer woke up and chose violence and told us, we look forward (laughs) to continuing our vigorous investigation into the conduct of Mr. Spears and others over the past 13 years, while he reaped millions of dollars from his daughter's estate. Now, I have to legally point out that Jamie has always denied accusations that he abused his position. Mm. Do you think that he is stepping down because he knew he was gonna get removed in a few months? I I have a theory.
2: I don't know if he's stepping down because he thought he was going to be removed. I think he finally has just been pushed so backed up against the wall where he's like, I'm not going to continue to fight for this. Like, the court of the public opinion has gotten so strong against Jamie Spears. People are up in arms over the way Britney has been treated mm-hmm. and the fact that she has been in this circumstance for as long as she has. Over a decade now, I don't think he even, whether he would have stayed in the position legally, I don't think personally he had a choice anymore to continue on as her conservator.
1: I agree.
3: I'm not a legal-ologist, you know, attorney of any, any sort. That was really...
2: that's A, that's legal,
3: a legalologist
2: is, is legal jargon for doesn't know. <laughs> that,
1: yeah,
2: but I'm yeah, just yeah. going to tell you
3: yeah. that I think he realized I'm going to lose this. I still need somebody to, t- to... Like, she can't be free, so I'm going to step aside. I think this was a selfish move on his part.
1: Well, you know, Tanya, I'm not a legal expert either. <laughs> a, I'm legal, not, legal, legal, I'm not a legal... legal. a legalologist? Thank you uh, very I'm much. I'm not a legalologist. <laughs> yeah. I think for the first <laughs> time in 13 years, Jamie Spears is seeing the mirror put up to his face because, remember... The counsel that she had for the past 13 years...
2: He was appointed. ...was
1: somebody that was appointed by yeah. her conservator, which was him. Right. So now he's not calling the shots in her camp. And I think for him, look, I've seen the Beehive take down grown-ass men. I mean, the Beehive made Salah Lathan stop drinking for three years. <laughs> Fans have sway. So I think the pressure of public opinion was coming to him, so he's trying to save his reputation and his ass. However... I will say, I am down for giving Britney a little bit of freedom. I am not down to completely free Britney. I think that man has seen some things that we have not seen in our lives and is scared for his daughter's life. Do I think he reaped rewards from the cash? Hell yeah. Do I think she would have gave her dad ten or 15, 20 percent, even if she wasn't on the conservatorship? Probably so. Yeah. I feel like it always happens
2: that way, regardless if you're like mega successful and your family's very involved in your business, if uh, like the money the goes I, around.
3: I yeah. Uh, I really hope that you know other women in the music industry really look to this as you know just a little bit of a just uh, let's wake up and really kind of reassess the situation because make I think- sure you're in control of your own things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, but
1: I also- do let's make also remind people that when 2008 that rock bottom looked way different than people are recalling like yeah. everyone's like free britney it's time it's time it's time if i saw my daughter in a pink wig with a british accent running around with a man who looked like a cockatoo yeah I'm gonna no. You
2: step in for you your daughter. You step daughters. in that for was, sure. And also, you and I think for for the family, they didn't. They never want to see her in that position again. And as the public, wh- nobody Whether, we, else whether she has no conservatorship, if if she had no conservatorship, and the judge tomorrow was like Brittany, walk out of here. You are in control of your life. And that ended up transpiring once again. I would feel very very bad. Yeah. Exactly. That's not what yeah. I want to see. I don't think that's what anybody who loves Brittany wants to see again. And I'm not. I'm like you. I'm not fully convinced that she's completely capable of taking care of herself completely on her own without and, and I don't mean to the extent that she's been overseen but I just I there's some things I've seen that the behavior sometimes I'm like what is going on
1: change is needed
2: what's going on yeah
1: yes well it's later the in the show thing to talk about this it is very scary yeah
3: because, is it? Yeah.
2: but People later in
1: the show we're gonna have a legalologist here yes. to help us break all of this Britney stuff down I have a lot of- questions for her so this is we'll Great. do it two blocks for you. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Thank Still you. ahead was Courtney K nervous to make her movie debut. Her co-star Addison Ray tells all in our new interview stay with us. She's an actorologist now. <laughs> Kourtney Kardashian is making her acting debut with her bestie, Addison Rae. Now they're both in He's All That, a remake of the 90s classic, I'm laughing too. And Addison told us what it was like on set. It
2: was incredible. Kourtney is amazing. She she really did her part and like, studied her lines and and she was nervous too. And so was I, but we worked together, read our lines together as much as we could. And um, she went in there and and did her thing. And I'm so proud of her. And I'm so glad she was a part of this because we both got to kind of do our little debut together. And um, I know she was nervous, but she did incredible. And I think everyone enjoyed to like see her face on on set because it was so cool. And I mean, iconic, she's an iconic person. And um, just to have her a part of this as well was just, I think fun for everyone.
1: By the way, Chris Jenner was off to the side being like, you know. We, you.
2: we, we haven't seen enough Chris Jenner lately.
3: I feel uncomfortable.
1: I need I mean, right? her back. Where's Chris? Does anybody
2: else
3: have their calendar marked for this movie, though?
1: Oh, I'm super excited. T-
2: Me too. Me <laughs> too. I actually I, can't I think Justin was jumping on the boat that fast, so I wasn't sure where we were landing. But I'm excited. I'm definitely going to watch it. It's on Netflix. I, yeah. As long as I don't have to leave my house, I don't care.
1: You're good. It's on Netflix, you guys. August 27th. <laughs> He's all that. We're going to have much more with the cast next week. Now, something that really upset me was when Cameron Diaz left Hollywood. Mm. She said she had to stop acting in order to find her true love. She told Kevin Hart why ditching her career was the key to her happiness.
4: When you do something at a really
0: high level for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. when you're the person who's sort of delivering on this one thing, right? You're the person on the screen. You're the person who's like the talent, Mm -hmm. you know? All parts of you that isn't that has to be sort of handed off to other people. I looked around and it was just like so many parts of my life that I didn't have, I wasn't touching and that I wasn't managing. And I couldn't really manage it because it was so, it was so big. I feel whole. I met my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, we started a family, all of those things that I didn't have time for.
1: Now, that was on Kevin Hart's Peacock show, Heart to Heart. Do you think Cameron made the right move?
2: Absolutely. And I love the way she explained it. I feel like it's so true when you are so super focused on something, you have a constant, you do something every single day. I feel like circumstances come into your life that allow you to focus on other things. But, like, if the pandemic had not happened for me specifically, like, I don't know if I would have been able to jump into another relationship as fast as I did. I think that she finally was like, I have been a movie mogul making blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster for years and years and years. And it goes, you go from one set to another set. You have your friends. You have a few days in L.A. You have dinner at your favorite spots. But there's no time for your actual life outside of work. So I think you have to prioritize yourself and be like, I need a second to touch the places of my lives that I wasn't touching before. I think the way she explained it was really interesting and really accurate.
1: Yeah. You know, more power to Cameron. Yeah. I think you got to do what's best for you. <clears throat> I just think that those types of careers are one in a million. I'm so they don't, with you. Yeah. They don't come. They only come once every 20 years. But don't
2: you think she fulfilled everything she could have? No. Yes, but let really? me tell you the
1: problem. Let me but tell you the doesn't... problem. People do this all the time. I wanna start a family, I wanna start a family. They give everything up and then 18 years down the line when your kids are grown up and they're moved on to college, you're then back at step one. I think what Cameron should have done, instead of just saying, hey, I'm gonna to move to Long Beach, I'm gonna marry this Madden, and I'm gonna have this baby, she should have did what Sandra Bullock did in the sense that Sandra Bullock said, I want children now, I'm gonna stop this acting thing slowly, but I'm gonna come back every three or four years and produce something to keep my street cred yeah or
3: or I think like you pivot I think the thing is is uh, yes I do agree that like you can't you you can have it all maybe not all at the same time but you can have it all and kind of pivot things around so I kind of look at like Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard like they're both major 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 right yes they got married to to have a family Dak Shepard pivoted into this podcast which is huge and amazing but allows him more time to be home with the kids and da, da 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 and i think that you can kind of pivot into you don't have to just say okay i'm done i'm out you can but I also feel like if Cameron Diaz called up some producers or directors and
1: wanted to be back in a movie, I don't think it would be difficult for Cameron Diaz to get back in. I think that it would be difficult because when Hollywood puts you in that strong box, box. and you don't redefine yourself before you leave, it's hard for a woman to come back yeah. in Hollywood and reenter and and But I feel like
2: she is solid- she worked long enough and did enough amazing diverse projects that she solidified herself as an A-list actress regardless of if she does movies in the mm. past 5 years. Do you feel like Cameron Diaz is like no
1: longer Okay. I think she solidified herself as the rom-com queen. But yeah. she funny did. Girl. She
2: didn't uh, any given Sunday. I mean, she did more serious roles. She did the Gangs of New York with Leo.
1: Like she's done serious, serious movies. But she's not going to come back, and they're going to say, "Hey, we're going to give you 10 million. That's what you were making back in the day, because you will bring the box office draw." Times have changed. I think it's players have changed. I think
3: it's different if she were to say, you know, like I did the acting thing. I, you know, like uh, Ellen Pompeo just said, you know, I'm kind of. I think once graze is over, I want to pivot and start. Is that know? ever ending? That's like nine years long. I, so I never want to. End. Yes.
2: Please, don't
3: <laughs> end. Please don't ever, ever end. But um, she was saying how she wants to pivot more to like being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. And I think if you make that decision that you want to do that, that's all power to you. You know, she's in her 50s and she wants to make a change. But I think what Cameron is saying is like, I wanted to find love so I needed to kind of let my career go and I don't necessarily think that that's the, yeah. the way to do it
1: I will never lose A check for a man what, Cameron I support you mm-hmm. I, I want you to do Whatever oh, you I want I support you I got Cameron Diaz But Staying with Kevin Damn I know right Staying with Kevin Have you ever said something And immediately wish You could take it back Uh Check out Kevin's <laughs> Awkward moment With uh, Don Cheeto. Every day At the same time Like I
5: said And me You know I'm 56 years old Damn I'm sorry I'm sorry, because it was a sorry, thought. Sorry. No, no, seriously, it was Dude, a thought. I don't care. It was I'm a thought, a... and I blurted it out. I'm i didn't mean it that I'm way. Not, I'm fine. Okay, but just I'm not... understand, I didn't mean it the way it came Let's, out. We'll take a poll on how you meant it with I'm... people here later after the show's over, but... I can sit up here and honestly say, buddy, that yeah. that was from yeah, a place well, yeah. of love. Got it. Like, damn. Oh, that was from... Like, damn. You didn't... If we could play it back right now... Play it back? These are two different dams. Uh...
2: I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't want to speak. I know. It's very. It's... That I, and of course, it was like the one moment where I looked down for a second and then I was like, wait, what just happened? That was uncomfortable. Yeah. That was stressful. But I don't think he meant it. No, I'm so naive because, you know, I'm going through my own trauma right now. So I don't know if.
1: <laughs> her trauma is that her hair, her weave's too long.
2: I. But I'm cutting it at 11. Thank you. I'm working it out.
1: That's her trauma. Um...
2: <laughs> That, but do you think he meant it like damn, like you're old? Yeah. No. He meant it like damn, you look good. I would never guess you were no, that. No, he meant
1: it like damn, you are old. No, no you know what he meant it like?
2: Okay, thank you for answering. Damn, I never realized you were 56. You, I, you I mean, look I don't, good. I don't think you seem to like 56 was a real age, but Don is, I mean, why does he care? He's so talented, so successful, so well spoken, such a smart guy. Like, who cares? You're 56 and you have a damn good career. People know, adore you.
1: Is that why you lie on your age? Do you why? want to talk about
2: lying on your age, bitch? I don't think we want Wait, to hear that. We'll be right back. we want to go to Baby Pop? So Play 20, the tape the to commercial.
3: too. the commercial.
1: Welcome back. It's time for today's Hollywood Minute. Blake Lively sure knows how to support her man. She showed off a bummed-out bikini pic on her Instagram stories to promote Ryan Reynolds' new movie and captioned it, go see Free Guy this weekend or you'll be bummed. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are spending a lot more time together. A source close to Kylie tells us that the two are doing really well and have been inseparable when they both aren't busy working. The source adds that she loves hanging, having their family together. There's drama in Bachelor Nation. The Bachelorette alum, Jeff Holmes, filed a temporary restraining order against his former roommate and fellow alum, Robbie Hayes. In an exclusive statement to E!, he explains why he had to take legal action. I invited Robbie into my house that I was renting in Venice, which I am now in the process of purchasing. I'll allow him to live there rent-free as a friend. When the living situation became hostile, I asked him to leave and he refused. It went on like this for months. I don't blame you. We reached out to Robbie for comment on the matter, but we did not hear back. And that's your Hollywood Minute. Um, have you seen a little show called Dr. Death? Well, Joshua Jackson, Alec Baldwin, and Christian Slater star in Peacock's version of a story that is so shocking about a doctor named Christopher Dunch, a surgeon who ended up killing patients. I spoke to two of the real-life characters from the show and found out what it was like to know Dr. Death himself. I take the fifth. It's crazy. It gets even crazier.
4: It was so appalling because the doctors described it as him internally decapitating wow. this guy who was his best friend.
1: In 2017, Christopher Dunch AKA Dr. Death, was convicted and sentenced to life in prison after being accused of killing two and injuring over 30 patients in less than two years. So if you come for me,
5: you better be ready for what I'm gonna do to you.
1: I always wanted to know because I often said, I don't know how I would feel if I slept next to a monster. Has it hit you yet that you were with someone who could do such things?
4: Let me tell you, yes. I became very weak in the stomach, nauseous, realized that I was with a narcissist.
1: Wendy Young is Dunch's ex girlfriend and mother of his two sons. You were with Christopher Dunch for a while. When did some red flags kind of start to appear for you? Um, his
4: attitude changed a lot. He had a lot of mood swings. He you know, got physical with me, and I went to preterm labor. They stopped it, but I was there for
1: a week in the hospital. Um, you know, that wasn't fun.
3: When the jury unanimously find the Christopher Daniel, That's
1: guilty. Assistant DA Michelle Schugart led the prosecution against Dr. Death. What was your feeling when the verdict came in?
4: It was a big sense of relief for me to be able to give that to the patients who were behind me. When the judge read guilty, I could feel the whole courtroom behind me just a sigh of relief because the patients, they were just so glad that he was finally being held accountable.
1: Do you think Christopher is remorseful for what he did, or do you believe that he still thinks in his head that he is innocent?
4: I would say I've never seen or heard anything from him where he was remorseful. I think in his head he does think he's innocent. When Chris is bright, he's bright. And you can argue till you're blue in the face, but it's like arguing with a brick wall.
2: Wendy Young. I have nothing to say to you media folk. I'm not media. Uh, name's Michelle Sugar. I'm the assistant district attorney overseeing the
1: Christopher Dunch case. Do you feel like Peacock's portrayal and Dr. Best. That's portrayal of you was accurate?
4: I definitely think that they got a lot of the personalities of the people correct and the base facts are absolutely there. Was
1: there one thing that you were like, I cannot believe they left the best part out?
4: When we needed some of the medical records, we couldn't get them from the hospital. And so we had to issue a search warrant basically to go knock down the door of the hospital. And when they got in there, they couldn't find the files of the patients because they were all in this one back room that was labeled bad doctors. And so they already knew, <laughs> like the lawsuit, already they had already pulled all of those files.
1: Yes, have you guys seen Dr. Death yet?
4: Not yet, I'm On the so list. excited,
2: oh, need to watch it.
1: It is one of the best streams of the season. Oh, is, is that good? So it is so good. The podcast is good from Wondery. Right. The show is b- even better, and normally it's opposite. Normally, the podcast is better than the but show. But you have but... to be like
3: a crime junkie to enjoy that.
1: No. no, you, I can, think... you can love everything.
2: Yeah, I feel like when it's a good story, you can get into it no matter what.
1: Oh, it is so and good. And Joshua
2: Jackson's fine ass. Oh! Give me a break. He's oh. not
1: fine in the show, but he's still fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> Joshua
3: forget it. Jackson, I'm, yeah.
1: Dr. Death is streaming now on Peacock. And if you don't already have Peacock, yeah. just scan the QR code on the screen to get signed up. After the break, when will Jamie Spears step down? Ooh. Will he owe Britney millions of dollars? Our legalologist helps us sort through it all (laughs) next. You guys, Tanya and Morgan had a lot of questions about the latest (laughs) with the Britney Spears case. So we got Tamar Armanac, an attorney involved with Amanda Bynes' conservatorship, to come and help us out. Please welcome Tamar, everybody. Okay. Britney's dad said he was willing to step down. That's what I read, willing. Yes. But he didn't say he was going to step down. What do you think? Do you think he's going to ask for caveats in the proposal to step down? Like, please don't look into my past.
0: Right. Like, I'm going to step down, and I'm going to facilitate the transfer of what I need to. But, like, what? What? I think that it's it's interesting. And why would you do this unless there are certain things you want to negotiate? I'm not going to step down Quite yet until we get to a point where, you know, everything I've done is okay, and you guys tell me everything I've done is okay. I mean, it's, it's very unusual. He still seems to want to have his hand in everything and not fully give away and reveal what he's done over the last. Why period. do
2: you think that is? Do you think it's because he wants to have a control over his daughter's well being, or he just doesn't want someone else to come in?
1: Or do you think it's the money? I
0: think it's both. I think it's both. I mean, the money in it, nobody can say that he didn't profit, although in 2008, your point was great. It was bad. And bad. nobody stepped up, and he stepped up. And he did a great, great job. I mean, he really saved her. He should have. He he's her father. Mm-hmm. He should, But the money that we're hearing now, the percentage of her contracts, not just his salary to take care of her, yeah. but the percentage of her Vegas contracts. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Inflated. Inflated. Anywhere between 1.5, we're reading, up to 2.5. We don't know all of those details details but i will tell you something her lawyer is ready and he's going to find out those details that's the thing i think i
3: feel like for me i there's so much in the dark there's so much that we don't know and i i i I feel like there's just something going on is that why it's taking so long is that why you think
0: no i I mean sometimes when things are kept in the dark you think something bad is going on and there isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of the court system. Uh, we do public filings. Anyone can walk into a courtroom, a courthouse, and sit and watch a proceeding. Courtrooms are supposed to be open to us so that there isn't this feeling that shady things are happening, you know, behind the scenes. Right.
1: That hasn't happened in this case. So- but is it Britney not wanting it to happen? Britney's people <clears throat> are him.
0: It was at a time both Britney's attorney and her conservator's attorney who were agreeing to keep things sealed, do things in chambers, not doing things publicly. It was Britney that put her foot down and said, I want people to hear two months ago, and here we are now. So, ultimately, what do you
2: think is going to happen? Do you think Jamie Spears is going to step down or be removed? Like, the judge is going to say, thank you for your 13 years of service or whatever, but this no longer is your job and you are out of this situation? Or do you think, because I feel like the last time you were here, Brittany was the first time she publicly spoke in the in this yes. whole thing. Yes. And then the judge basically did nothing and was like, okay, I don't see that you're fit to run your life, basically. I don't know if that's the, those are the right terms. But... What do you think is going to happen now with Jamie?
0: Well, either way, I mean, Jamie has said he's going to resign. There is a hearing if he's going to resign or not. There is a hearing for his role in this at the end of September. Oh, my God. If he does not resign, how bad is that for him? He will be removed on that day. I mean, I'll bet every dollar I have that he and he knows and everybody knows that if he didn't do this at the end of September, when Britney's attorneys go in and put their evidence forward and get him on the stand, he would have been removed at that point. I think maybe this is like a bridge he's trying to create between now and the end of September. I'm gonna resign, don't let me off yet. Let's come up with a plan. The plan can be 30 days, the plan can be six months to gradually ease me out of this this role. It's not gonna work.
1: Let me ask you this.
0: This is a mess. I know. This is a mess. I can't, every time I ask you a question, I'm like
2: more confused.
1: But it's always a mess when there's money involved. Now, they've said that he's abused his power, he's taken money from her. If the court finds that to be true, will he be on the hook for all the millions that he accepted from Britney's conservatorship?
0: Well, interesting. He posted a bond. He was required to post a bond, and he posted a bond. So there is behind him an insurance company Mm -hmm. that has... uh, that will insure him for any of their his financial mistakes. And remember, all of the what? Um, yes, it, it happens in conservatorships quite frequently. What? Yes, yeah, okay. uh, legal? Yes. Well, it's it's required actually, in order for the judge to trust someone like Jamie. Who has no experience with money um, compared to like who they're suggesting now, a professional CPA?
1: He needs insure. He
0: needs to be insured. He needs to be insured. Damn. Yeah.
1: Tomorrow, well, you're coming back. Yeah. I this, look to it. To it. this is never. you never legal
0: You're legalologist. Yes. yes. Oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> you guys, give it up for our legalologist here. Thank you next CNCL is in the house and we don't need any expert to tell us that these boys are on their way to stardom we're talking music tour love lives don't go anywhere five justin timberlakes in one group oh, the boys hey. of CNCL are back with one less band member but hotter than ever hey. please welcome richard eric christopher and zandiel yeah. Toda noche is a banger, hey. and it's your first single without your ex-bandmate Joel. Yes. What's yes, been the sir. biggest challenge since his exit? Uh, uh. The biggest challenge, I, um, to be honest, we,
5: we don't, didn't have that much of a challenge. You know, everything keeps the same. This sense of C N C O is still here. That's why we continue as a band. You know, and we support him. You know, we support with he's our brother. He was just taking another path on his career. And we support him all the way, but CNCO is still here, and I think I'm stronger than ever.
1: Now, um, are you guys gonna buy the first single from Joe? Hey, of course. For sure, For yeah, sure. Man. Course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: No, we, we support him, man. At the yeah. end of the day, you know, he's family. You know, we spent yeah. six years of our life together, so um, I think that is unforgettable, you know, of no course. matter what goes on, you know?
1: I mean, six years on a tour bus with five yeah, dudes. Dude. Must have got nasty on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's fun though. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun, it's it's fun. fun. yeah. It's fun. <laughs> you guys are going on a club tour this month. Yes. Sir. What sure. are you most excited about? Coming um, back, about going back drink yeah. with people there in the club tour. Yeah. it be amazing. Yeah. Man. Seeing Man.
5: our CNC owners again, feeling that energy that you you cannot feel it, you know, on yeah. li- like on a live stream, you can feel it. Yeah. You, you need to feel that emotion and seeing the crowd. Crazy! That that is just
1: unforgettable. It's amazing. Who's single in this group right now? Four, four, of and oh, four of us. Oh wait! Hold on! Hold on! Did you clear? Did you clear the whole roster? Because you know tours, clubs. Girls? Is that what's happening? No, you can't, t- you can't say that, man. You say that. We're, we're, single, here, we're single, like- yeah. we're single. Like- <laughs> By the way, these dudes are hot, but they smell so damn good. Dang. Like, I cannot believe. Richard, yes, you have a daughter. Yes, man. Who is five years old. Yeah, How do you juggle Beautiful. being a dad and being on the tour life? Um, it's, it's a struggle, man.
5: Like, let's say, uh, not a struggle, but, like, you know, it, it's, it's like a sacrifice that you have to take you know Uh, as a father to be able to provide for her future you know so let's say like the other day was her first day uh of school (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I was out here it was literally the day after I came out here to LA so seeing her like you know go to her school and you know have her little backpack on and like say I'm ready dad you know like (laughs) this is gonna be crazy those type of moments are like you know the things that I that I wish I was there for in person but at the end of the day, those are the moments that also give me more strength to, you know, keep going, keep going and yeah. keep, you know, hustling and, and, and putting in work for, for her future, you know, for, yeah. for Baby Girl to always be that happy, you know.
1: So, Richard, let's play a little game. I'll put you on the spot oh, here. Oh, Baby Girl comes on tour with you guys for uh-huh. a week on the bus. Who is the last of your band members that you are going to trust to babysit Baby Girl? <laughs> The Yo,
5: think it, about that. Think about it real good. Tell him. Tell, 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 tell him the, the Who is camera. the last
1: person you gonna trust? Damn. He knows he the knows. baby
5: girl on the bus. He has the right answer. He has the right answer, I know that. Yo, to be honest, to be honest, I think I don't trust Chris with my daughter. <laughs> wow, bro. Think, why? It's not, it's not cause he's he's irresponsible, it's just that he's uh like, you know, he his focus is not always, you know, on one thing. He's, yeah. he's like, oh, he's doing this, then he goes to something, then he's paying on attention on to somebody yo. else. go yo. You know? Yo. You know? Yo. I, it's, it's all good, uh, it's, all good but, it's all good. But I trust Aaliyah, him. I, I, trust love him. You, I trust him on, a, like, a fun event with her, you know, because like, he's a fun dude, so I think he's going <laughs> to give her a fun Yeah, meet. like a park <laughs> or something. Park. <laughs> That's great. You know, for, like, maybe 30 minutes. With know? supervision. Yeah, with I'll supervision, with a camera of me looking him, you know, like, oh, my
1: God. You got Guys, check out Toa Le Noche. It is hey. the banger of the year. And you can catch these guys on tour starting August 19th in Austin. Thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank, you. You, thank, you, thank and, you, And leave that cologne because that is a good-ish. Coming up, Wells Adams is giving us an update on his wedding to Sarah Hyland. Plus, should the richer partner pay for more in the relationship? We're gonna talk to CNCO about that, too. In today's Dear Daily Pop, how would you react if your wealthy partner was nickel and diming you? A woman tweeted, my boyfriend makes 80 to 85K a year. I'm literally flat broke. We live together. This man literally won't even loan me money for groceries without me promising to pay him back five times. This man would also not eat in this house. Why am I alone in this? Where is the team? What do you think? what is going on in that house? Baby girl, <laughs> baby girl, baby girl. What? Take his grocery money one day and just ask him for his half. Give him a, a good amount. You know, do a little, you know, maybe $55. Take his grocery money and fill up your new fridge at your new place because you could do bad all by yourself.
3: Yeah. I you mean, this is, It doesn't seem like a partnership to me. At like, all. I think a relationship is teamwork. It's a partnership. If if somebody's making more money than the other, it's like you're still, it's a, it's,
2: And the tide changes. There might be a day where he's flat broke and she makes a lot of money and he's going to regret treating her that way. And I just, I don't understand why she's staying in this relationship. Girl, I would couch surf until you got a job and made some money, live with your family, move wherever you need to, being in a relationship with somebody that's not going to support you during one of your bad times in your life, no point but in But don't that you find this interesting
3: that people like sometimes the fear of being alone is worse than their current situation. It's almost, it's not even being alone, it's starting over.
2: People no, don't want to even start even over. That. Yes. No. It's
1: not even that. I think a lot of people in this pandemic are in situationships where they're in relationships to move in with the person in order to like, you survive. Like this is survival for her. I need to know There's how long has she been? How long modes. has she been broke? Is she trying not to be broke, or is she just sitting on the couch all day, every day, chilling? And also,
2: and also, was she working and then stopped working and then became dependent on him? That's the other thing. This is why communication is so important. You need to communicate to your partner that, like, I'm expecting you to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not That's as not easy it. for everybody, Morgan Stewart. I'm just
2: saying, say no. But even like, no. I'm just saying, if you're in a situation where your man is making money, has enough to support you in the circumstances you live in, he should be doing that. If you guys are living together and and in a relationship, otherwise, what? So you're living with him. He's not helping you out at all. You're sleeping with him.
3: There's no way that's healthy dynamic. But if she's broken, she's like trying to find a job and she's being proactive, then I think a loving, supportive partner would be like, I'll cover the bills until you get it figured out. You know what I mean? Like they're there for you, they're there to support you. They're not there to make you feel bad about yourself. Conversation
1: for sure but i'm telling you right now if i got home and if if i was taking care of my man for six seven months because he couldn't find a job but every day i got home you were in the clothes that i left you in there was nothing in the refrigerator you know we weren't doing the nasty anymore because you wasn't feeling good about yourself because you ain't got a job i'm speaking from experience i would feel some type of way and yes i would nickel and dime you because you got a little too comfortable no and that is also not right no this is
2: you break up
1: you're yeah, right. You break up. You do break up. You
2: break up. You have a conversation and you say, "Listen, if you're going to stay home and I'm going to go to work every single day and support us, you need to be showered, helping around the house, setting the table and making dinner, Let and whether that's you, the man or the woman. Where
3: is my I?" Your relationship needs to be an oasis. Ooh. There's a lot of stuff that's going on in the world, in our Ooh. lives, in our day to day. Your relationship should be an oasis. Okay, relationshipologist. That's right. Oasis to go to Tahiti.
1: How yeah, like. I'm gonna
3: put that in my Instagram bio. Relationship expertologist. <laughs>
1: oh my god! <laughs> After the break, what drama and hookups can we expect from the new season of Bachelor in Paradise? The cast is Sharon Spallers next. Welcome back to Daily Pop. Breaking wedding news from the Bachelor world. Jesse Palmer and Emily Farder are finally married after COVID wrecked their plans. Join the club. Mazel to them, yes. Not but me. first, Bachelor in Paradise, Master of Ceremonies, Wells Adams, postponed his wedding to Sarah Hyland again. What? Well, yeah. We Can
2: we get them married?
5: A- it was
1: like 10 days ago, and then uh, it, that one got canceled too. So... No joke, we've had two that have been, have been pushed. So I think
5: in 2022. Well, luckily, she, Sarah's back to work. She went and filmed a TV show and a
2: movie. I was doing uh, Paradise. So we've been kind of in ships of the night. So now, you know, now, we're, now that we're back, we can kind of settle in and
1: plan this thing. I want to go to Vegas. I want Elvis to do it. I want to wear a powder blue suit, a la like Dumb and Dumber. Now, if that will be uh, approved, by my boss, Sarah Hyland, I don't know. So we plan to get married last summer in France, canceled. We were supposed to get married this past summer, or this past summer in France, canceled. We did a private ceremony ourselves last year, but we're gonna do something, I think, with our families hopefully next summer. I've got some ideas. Before, I'm, we're gonna kind of put it all out there. We're married, yeah, it's crazy. It's heavy, it's heavy, but I like it. Both guys were out last night to celebrate the new show The Ultimate Surfer and the return of Bachelor in Paradise and the contestants say there will be the wildest season they have ever seen.
2: It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you right now. Buckle up. Buckle up seriously. <laughs> Nothing like, like you've ever seen before. I'm like I'm going to watch every I'm going to watch every episode in my car. <laughs> Buckled up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where are we going? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to watch it in a dark room by myself. I can
1: neither confirm nor deny any hookups. I'm not one to kiss and tell, but uh, it was very excited.
4: I think it's going to be a good season and we have a great cast.
1: I'm just trying to go into paradise and not make a fool of myself, you know? That's pretty much it. They're matching. I mean, I can't wait to watch Bachelor in Paradise.
2: Yeah, it's good. It-
1: in the black boxes, I'm here for a blur.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, it's always, a blur is always fun. It always makes it a little bit more salacious, even though like we're like we know, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm down. Bachelor in Paradise returns Monday on ABC. Now before we go, how about some feel good Friday stories? Age is nothing but a number, and that's definitely true for 99-year-old Helen Seymour. She just became a model for Say, her granddaughter's makeup brand, that's Helene Simon. Helene got the gig after fans fell in (laughs) love with her on her granddaughter's social media. I said Helene Cima like she was from Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> like,
4: <what?
2: laughs> like she was
1: from Louisiana. That's how we would say it.
2: Oh, Hel- Helene Cima. Okay, so it's Helen Simon, is that yeah. the case? no? Helene. Helene, Helene Simon. I oh, love Helene. She's
1: adorable. adorable. I love Helene too. But we have to go. Katanya Red, thank you Hello. so much. Set your DVR next week. Nicole Kidman, Ariana Grande, come back here.
0: Kate Hudson. woo!
1: Melissa McCarthy. Ariana
0: Grande.